0: Brands. Retail. Content and design. Brand activation. Data. And technology. Experiential marketing. The Brandemonium Podcast. Hi, this is Dan from Sound, coming to you from Brandemonium in Cincinnati, Ohio. And my next guest is Bob Mitchell, the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for Cintas. Bob, welcome. Thanks. Beautiful day here in Cincinnati. Absolutely. Well, welcome to Brandemonium. Okay. Uh, I saw in your bio that you have four daughters. That's correct. I have two, so okay. I can only imagine that is at uh-huh. least double and maybe triple
1: <laughs> the fun. Triple, yeah, double <laughs> the fun actually would be the math, yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be actually, yes. So are you Unless some, it's
1: exponential, which well, would, yes.
0: That's what I was going for, yes. mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know. Um, I was thinking in my case it would be an exponentially more challenging task, but so. Um, that was something that isn't typically in a professional bio. What else can you tell us about yourself that uh, we wouldn't find in your pro bio?
1: Um, I, uh, I've been in the Cincinnati area most of my life. I've been with Centos for 32 years. Um, most of that has been in Cincinnati. I've also lived in Nashville, Tennessee for uh, a couple of those years and Columbus, Ohio. But uh, I'm a Cincinnati native. Uh, went to McNicholas High School here in Cincinnati and also Miami University. So, mm-hmm. I'm a local guy.
0: Fantastic. And then you ended up working for this iconic local company. Yes. Did you join, like, right out of school or did yes. you spend some time
1: somewhere else? Uh, no. Okay. Pretty much right out of school into their uh, management trainee program, which is uh, the their, uh, their entree uh, or to get, you know, college grads into the business, get them acclimated. Uh, that is their... Uh, one of their primary uh, recruiting strategies to get people into the business and then hopefully into leadership positions at a pretty early age. I I remember I was a, um, I think I was 26, 27 years old and I was running my own probably three or four million dollar operation, which back then was, uh, you know, a lot, probably still is, but back then it was a lot of responsibility for a young guy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. What uh, what prepared you for that? How how did it feel like just throwing your feet to the fire, or was there also like an extensive kind of so this training program you talked about? Yeah, must have been like a boot camp to get a 26 or 27 year old ready for that type of responsibility. It was uh,
1: when when I first started in the MT program, I can remember um, sweeping out warehouses and cleaning trucks, um, and then in the weeks that followed that, I was supervising the people that swept the warehouse or cleaned the trucks. And and then I was asked to run a stockroom in Columbus, Ohio, at a young age with you know five or six people reporting to me and uh, had to direct all those activities and, and uh, fill orders and things. And then, of course, it grows. Then uh, getting a sales territory is a really uh, big deal at Centos as a, as a uh, management trainee and having to go uh, grow the business, right? Open new accounts. And, um, but by the time you hit the street, you're, you're loaded. You just, you, you, the training you've been given, the, 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 the samples, the here's what to say, here's what not to say, how to set appointments by phone, you know, all that was, uh, was provided uh, by Cintas at, a, at an early age and uh, I probably didn't know what I was doing, but I
0: did pretty well. It sounds like it's a mission of the company to make sure that their senior executives really understand every component of the business, from those entry-level jobs, kind of all the way through. Yes. Tell me a little bit about about your customers. You, so you're now. It looks like you've done several different roles over your career, mm-hmm. some of which we've already touched on. But then you've done several leadership roles as well in sales, and now you're in this in this marketing role. Mm-hmm. Um, It would seem to me, and this may not be correct, but I would would believe that this is somewhat of a relationship business in terms of the service that you provide your clients Mm -hmm. and that those relationships are really strong. What does a chief marketing officer bring to maybe a relationship driven type of sales and marketing company?
1: Yeah, it's one of our big challenges because we have a million customers. Uh, We're in the B2B space, right? Mm -hmm. So business to business services, uniforms, facility services, first aid and safety supplies, fire protection, inspection services, and repair. So we have uh, these various divisions that do all this work and we have a million customers across um, the, those four. Um, another business that we're in is we um, supply high-end uniforms to the hospitality, gaming, and cruise line business. So, so all told, you know it's about six and a half billion thereabouts and um, a million customers. You can imagine that um, the cross-sell opportunities are immense, and they are. So as a marketer, and as somebody that leads the marketing department, you can imagine our team is really focused on how do we let all our customers know, and um, how do we uh, inspire them to, um, to take on other CentOS services. Uh, a very common thing we hear is i didn't know Cintas did that mm-hmm. um, well that's a that's a marketing challenge to me that's 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 my job is to make sure our general public is is as educated and provoked, if you will mm-hmm. as possible so that uh, when our salesperson shows up or the service provider that they already know and like shows up, um, uh, we've provided that air cover so that we can you know hopefully sell more to our existing customers.
0: Without giving away any trade secrets, can you tell us a little bit about where where is Centos going maybe that they haven't been before?
1: Uh, we are uh, constantly looking at new things. Um, what, a couple of things that have happened in the last few years that have been really um, uh, very successful is the way we've aligned ourselves with some other brands that Folks already know and trust. One is Carhartt. Uh, We are, um, we've formed a a partnership with Carhartt, which of course is a a rugged wear um, um, apparel company uh, that has never really been in a B2B setting before. They've mostly sold their products through retail and, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods or what have you. Um, But they never really had an entree into a B2B service uh, model. So, CentOS provided that for them, and of course, for us, a lot of uniform wearers like that rugged uniform or like that rugged wardrobe. So, uh, it was a good, good combination. Uh, we, we rolled it out. We weren't sure whether it was going to work. So, this is a really good story. So, we went down to Nashville, Tennessee, myself, the COO at the time, his name was Philip Holloman, uh, one of our young marketers. We drove down to Nashville, Tennessee to kick off this relationship with Carhartt we weren't sure what we had there, right? Uh, we knew Carhartt had a pretty good name, but we weren't sure whether this was really going to resonate with our, with our public. So uh, we were coming back from this meeting in Nashville where we unveiled all these samples to the sales organization. And we're, and it's uh, you know like nine o'clock at night. We're on the road coming back from Nashville to Cincinnati. We stop in Louisville, Kentucky at a McDonald's. So we're uh, sitting there eating our cheeseburgers and uh, wondering, of course, whether or not we've made the right move and is, how successful is this gonna be. And sitting next to us in the McDonald's restaurant were two young women who were, I'm gonna say were 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't wanna say we were eavesdropping on them, but we probably were because we were, <laughs> we were tired and it's been a long time. Sure. And one of, the, one of the young women said to the other, and they were talking about their boyfriends, right? Mm-hmm. One That's of them true. says to the other, he thinks he's so hot in his Carhartt jacket. You know, mm. and we almost spit out our phone. We were <laughs> laughing so hard, and we stood up and started high-fiving each other <laughs> like we nailed it. Yes, this, That was a sign that the Carhartt... Li- and so, long story short, the uh, Carhartt uh, partnership has been very successful. But another one is uh, ChefWorks. Uh, which is sort of the culinary and commercial kitchen version of carhartt where we've aligned ourselves with a a, a name a, a, an apparel name that's already known in in that specialized segment so so um, again these aren't trade secrets secrets because they're unveiled but we are we're doing quite well in those two programs where in those uh very very important segments uh we are um getting more new business and um, delighting our customers with, again, names, uh, uh, brand names that they already know and like. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of those relationships have really been successful.
0: Congratulations, that's, yeah. that's a great story.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: have you found, so you've been there for several years as we've talked, have you have you found that as um, the, the in recent years, Uh, that styling has become more important component of of the uniform business? Back in the day, I think maybe perhaps companies only thought, well, give us something that's durable, right? Mm -hmm. That is uh, certainly functional given the job. But how has styling kind of played a part?
1: I would say um, styling is very, very important. These people, you know, we have 5 million uniform wearers uh, that put on a CentOS uniform every day. They got to like what they wear. I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of, it's important to me, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it's important to most people, that what they put on in the morning, it's got to be functional, it's got to look good, it's got to be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, comfort's a biggie. So, uh, fit and comfort are, um, are as important, if not more so, than style to most of our uniform wears. But it's both. It's mm-hmm. both. People don't want to wear something that's out of style, certainly. Sure. But sure. comfort and fit uh, is something that we spend a lot of time on as far as... Uh, garment features that are going to um, make the garments um, more uh, comfortable to wear and more what we call retail-inspired, where they, you know, it might fit like a pair of pants or a shirt that they have in their closet that they wear on the weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. Do
1: your employees wear uniforms? Yes. And which functions? Um, most of our uniforms uh, are uh, sort of of a blue-collar Um, uh, and service worker uniform. So the company's begotten from a a, uh, product line that is uh, sort of the, I call it Johnny's Wrecker Service kind of uniform. But over the years, we have grown that product line to try to grow the category a little bit, right? Try to introduce more uniform wearers um, than, uh, than we had before. Meaning, about more than fifty percent of our new business comes from a company who's implementing a uniform program for the very first time. So uh, you can imagine the, you know, the, de- the word "uniform" is, is growing. Uh, what it means is different, and it's now uh, including and um, encompassing um, service workers and people that you know are. Um, uh, delivery people, counter people, uh, service people, uh, in the healthcare realm, it's hard to walk down the halls of a, of a hospital a healthcare segment, obviously very important to us. Mm-hmm. Same with this facility. We're here, we're, we're at here, the Weston hotel, mm-hmm. just about everybody here has some sort of uniform on. So the definition of uniform is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we're helping to push that category. And, uh, of course our, our people at Centos. Um, are are included in that.
0: Mm-hmm. The uniform, it would seem to me, can also be a marketing tool in itself, right? In terms of the way that it's presented and the use of the company's logo mm-hmm. or the name of the individual. And so I'm sure there's some science kind of behind that. Is that part of your role too? Or are you more kind of like, Pushing the, uh, the, the Cintas brand forward, trying to figure out ways. Or do you get do you get involved in the uniform? Do you know what I'm asking? N- yes. Yeah. Um,
1: our, usually the customer takes us there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, um, you know, there's iconic uniforms that are out there that, um, you know, uh, in the delivery space. I'm not going to mention names. Mm-hmm. But there are um, uh, delivery companies that you can close your eyes and, and, and picture what the delivery person looks like Mm -hmm. based on the identity that's established by that uniform. Mm -hmm. So you can bet that um, the uniform plays a big role from the customer's Mm -hmm. perspective in building their brand. Especially and and especially customer facing roles. Sure. Uh, You know, a car dealership, you know, you pull your car into the service drive and there's somebody there that greets you. And and that person needs to be in in wearing something that um, displays professionalism and uh, and care mm-hmm. um, from that person to the person that works on your car to the person that wipes down your car. So those are that's an everyday example, but you can bet the customer is going to be very uh, picky about that sure. based on the role of the person. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Of course, we we have a nice breadth to our product line so that we can get after all that, Mm -hmm. but um, we have a pretty talented team of merchandisers that handle that, that are um, a little bit separate from the marketing department. I get involved to an extent on that uh, in how the catalog may be laid out, Mm -hmm. but uh, for the most part, we have uh, some pretty innovative merchandisers that handle, handle that aspect. Gotcha.
0: You mentioned healthcare earlier. Boy, the the uh, evolution of the healthcare uniform has really, really changed. It seemed like back in the day it was this one color thing and sort of drab, and now you see all these different types mm-hmm. of choices in healthcare. Um, how has has Cintas? I'm sure Cintas has had some an effect on how that industry has kind of adopted that type of of wear, number one, can you speak to that? And then also the second part of that is I noticed that you do some charitable work in healthcare and I thought you might wanna touch on that for a minute.
1: Yes, Uh, so uh, if you're gonna gonna serve the healthcare um, segment, Mm -hmm. you gotta have a product line. If you're going to service the hospitality segment, you have to have a product line. If you're going to be in culinary, or the government segment or um if you are going to service again car dealerships I, pick a car at any car you better have a product line yeah. so um uh and it's a little bit of a chicken and egg thing do you have a product line that uh is going to appeal to them or do they take you there um um and but it is a uh ongoing uh, evolution of the product line that we create new styles and colors and fabrics and comfort features etc that are going to appeal to these various segments that represent huge opportunities for us so um we're there to serve and, and, and in order to serve you have to have a product line you have to have a product line that's going to that's gonna get your foot in the door and from there you can just you know, obviously take off with it. Mm-hmm. And then as far as uh, my own community involvement, I serve on the board of trustees of the Bethesda Foundation, mm-hmm. which is the philanthropy arm for um, uh, Bethesda North Hospital, uh, or each of the Bethesda hospitals and uh, Hospice of Cincinnati in mm-hmm. Fernside. Mm-hmm. So again, I serve on the board for, uh, for that group. Outstanding. So, um, Brandemonium,
0: yeah. you're here um, speaking and enjoying the festivities. What, uh, what about a conference like Brandemonium draws someone like you?
1: What's in it for me, I, I'm, I'm here to meet people. Um, you know, Cintas is one of nine uh, Cincinnati-based companies that are in the Fortune 500. We just hit the Fortune 500 this year. Congratulations. Yes. I mean, proudly at number 500. You're in there. Yes, we made it. (laughs) Now we got to stay there, right? Right. Which we will. Uh, But the um, uh, there are nine companies that are um, Cincinnati-based, and 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 then throw in another probably 50. That are uh, should be in the Fortune 50 because they're, you know, great companies. And, yeah. and I'm here to try to get to know some of those other marketers, try to learn from them. There were some people uh, that I met with earlier today from Kroger. Um, that of course, as soon as we get together, you know, we should benchmark with one another. We should share, you know, um, success stories, etc. Mm-hmm. Even though we're not like Kroger at all in our business model. Um, we uh i'm making some great relationships down here so what's in it for me is just meeting people and uh allowing my team and i have about maybe five or six people here from my team to to visit the various workshops and and they've already come up to me and said wow this has been great we've already learned a great deal and um so i know they're getting a lot out of it fantastic well thanks for being here yeah
0: Uh, i'll wrap up our session uh the way we started you have four daughters. Yes. And um, are any of them old enough to work for Cintas? And do any
1: of them work for Cintas? None of them work for Cintas. Uh, one of them did an internship with Cintas. Okay. And, and uh, she did great. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm proud to say that my four daughters are uh, have careers of their own and, uh, and uh, things going on in their lives uh, that uh, do not include Cintas, although they're Immensely proud of Centos, and just about any time they see a truck or see a mat or see a, you know, a soap dispenser that says Centos on it or a, mm-hmm. one of our commercials, they go crazy and they, and they uh, text their dad and let me know. So they're they're huge Centos fans, but no, uh, none of them work for Centos. Okay, uh, and then I thought of one more just because I have okay, to ask: sure.
0: Do you go to the Xavier games? I do. And is everyone at Centos? Compelled to root for Xavier? Uh, n-
1: n- it's not required. <laughs> that's your question. Uh, we uh, we've got a lot of Xavier fans. We have a lot of UC Bearcat fans. We have a lot of FC Cincinnati fans. Oh, that's good. So we 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 enjoy a really good relationship with uh, the local sports teams: Reds, Bengals, FC Bearcats, Muskies. Um, who'd I miss? Uh, uh, we're, we're involved in sponsorships. Uh, yeah cyclones mm-hmm. we in, were involved in a um we just started a um a, a sponsorship with uh, miami hockey it's a, it's a, that we're pretty excited about um i'm a Miami university grad so mm-hmm. i was you know made sure lots of people uh uh saw what i was doing there so it didn't yes. look like a you know the uh the homer making this so anyway we, but anyway it's uh there's miami hockey and then also western southern tennis we have a relationship right. with them yeah um so yeah we, we we try to support all the all the local teams the, the best we can wonderful yeah well thanks again bob for being here okay
0: appreciate you being on the show good yep. luck to you in, and okay. in, in all your endeavors moving forward
1: fantastic appreciate it okay
0: thank you